بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأفضل الصلاة وأكمل التسليم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين سبحانك لا إلما لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على آله الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله وشكر لله I would like to mention and talk about Sayyidina Al-Imam Al-Habib Ahmad bin Zain Al-Habshi radiyallahu anhu He is the Imam, the scholar, the ascetic, the Arif Billah and the one who guides the people to Allah He is the shining star and the luminous moon who inherited the lordly secrets Al-Habib Ahmad bin Zain bin Alawi bin Habib Ahmad bin Muhammad bin Alawi bin Abi Bakr Al-Habshi bin Ali bin Ahmad bin Muhammad bin Hassan bin Ali bin Sinafaki al-Muqaddam bin Ali bin Sahmir Bat bin Ali Khali Qasim bin Alawi bin Muhammad bin Alawi bin Ubaidullah bin Al-Muhajir Ilallah Ahmad bin Isa bin Muhammad bin Ali Al-Uraidi bin Jafar Sadiq bin Muhammad Al-Bakr bin Ali Zain bin Hussein Al-Sibt bin Ali bin Imam Ali bin Abi Talib wa Fatima bint Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi sahbi barik wa sallim His mother was the Sayyidah, the righteous, the pious, Hababa Fatima, the daughter of Sayyid Fadil bin Akil Baharun Jamalalil Ba'alawi. When his great-grandfather Habib Ahmad bin Muhammad al-Habshi was being afflicted at his hometown in Ghurfa, he decided to leave and travel to another place. And then he met his Sheikh, this Sayyid, the Imam Fakhr al-Wajud, the author of the Rutaj, which we all uh, read and recite nowadays Sayyidina Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim and he complained to him about this uh, affliction and Sayyidina Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim said go back to Warfa and get married there marry a woman from Al Abi Ibad and from, and from you will emerge one who will have the ability to cure poison with his spit so then <clears throat> Sayyidina Zain radiyallahu anhu <clears throat> the father of Habib Ahmad, he had many children, but all the male children would, would die. He named the last of them Salim, and Allah decreed that he was to die too. And he suffered the grief that any father would suffer over the loss of his children. But then he met the Gnostic Sheikh, Abdul Qadir bin Muhammad bin Ahmad Sharahil. And at that time, Habib Ahmad bin Zain was in his mother's womb. And Sheikh Abdul Qadir said, Do not be sad and anxious. The child that is in the womb of the Sharifa is a boy. And his ability will be great, and his affair will be immense. He will inherit the rank of his grandfather, Sheikh Ahmad al-Habshi, by Allah's will. And the words of the Sheikh brought tranquility to his heart, and he felt relieved that the prophetic bequest of spiritual secrets would continue in his offspring. And these were the initial signs of his greatness that were to come. By, by the favor of Allah, he was born in 1079 Hijri in Gurfa, in Hadramaut. And he was raised in the way that the blessed ones are raised. His upbringing was in the hands of his father, and he memorized the Quran, and he strove to ascend spiritually from a young age. And from his childhood, his heart was attached to his Lord, and he remained inattentive to the world and its people. His father loved him dearly, and honored and respected him from his childhood, as he knew by his greatness. And from a very young age, his father witnessed many signs upon him, such as the lights of Wilaya shining upon him, the divine favours, 
the embodiment of Muhammadan characteristics and he was refined with the prophetic refinement. He did not play or defecate or urinate, or urinate anywhere or everywhere as children normally, normally do at that age. <clears throat> In fact, from his childhood, his attention was upon the divine presence and he would only do that which pleased his Lord and this was his only preoccupation. Since his childhood, Habib Ahmed was attached to seeking knowledge and he would say, since childhood, we yearn to seek knowledge and acts of goodness and we have not found a fountain in our town, nor one who could quench the thirst. We have enthusiasm and passion to, sp to seek more good and acts of piety, especially seeking knowledge. He desired more knowledge, for he did not find everything that he was seeking in his hometown of Al-Ghorfa. So he travelled to Suyun and to Thurim and other neighbouring towns, such as Shibam, every Thursday and Monday to recite to the pious faqih Ahmad bin Abdullah Sharahil. And he also studied with the faqih Abdurrahim bin Muhammad bin Qadi Baqathir. And he studied Arabic grammar with, with the Sheikh Mahrus from Siyun. And he studied fiqh with the pious faqih Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Jamal, of whom Habib Ahmad bin Zain would say, we recited to him until we exhausted from him everything that he knew. And he was also attached to the Gnostic saint, Habib Abdullah bin Ahmad bin faqih And he studied many books of sacred law and Gnosis with him. He also studied under the great Imam Habib Ahmad bin Umar al-Hindawan, who informed him of the glad tidings of his future at the mountain path of the tomb of Nabi al-Hud which is in Hadramaut. And he was connected to many of the scholars of Hadramaut and of the Haramain. He would travel to Thurim on foot, and he would say, and he would say, I would travel to Thurim walking, and I had nothing on me except a servant, and we would carry dates with us and nothing else, and we would eat from those dates throughout our stay in Thurim for lunch and dinner. We did not carry any other meal except for dates. The first time he went to Thurim was at the age of seven with his father, and then he visited Thurim again when he was an adolescent, and on this visit, he met with the great Qutban Ghoth, the Sayyid Imam Habib Abdullah bin Alwil Haddad anhu, and there was a relationship between them. His father Zain was a cousin of Imam al-Haddad's mother, Sayyidah Salma bin Sayyid Idrus bin Ahmad al-Habshi. And at the age of 24, Habib Ahmad bin Zain al-Habshi completely devoted himself to Imam al-Haddad and he submitted himself to Imam al-Haddad like a corpse is in the hands of a washer. And he remained in the company of Imam al-Haddad for 40 years, approximately 40 years. He studied many books under him, and in, and in his own words, he lists about 70 books that he studied with Imam al-Haddad and some of the other mashaykh. In, other, in addition to many more, he received the khirqa from Imam al-Haddad many times. The khirqa is the spiritual transmission that takes place between the, uh, the murid and the sheikh. So he received the khirqa from Imam al-Haddad many times. And Imam al-Haddad placed the prayer cap on him six times and his shirt on him three times and the imama many times. He also received the talqeen of the dhikr La ilaha illallah from Imam al-Haddad. And throughout the remainder of Imam al-Haddad's life, he remained with him and never ceased studying with him. In fact, when Imam al-Haddad was at the point of departing from this world, Habib Ahmad bin Zain al-Habshi was reading the Muatta of Imam Malik and Shara Sunnah of Imam al-Baghawi to him. Habib Ahmad bin Zain al-Habshi was like a compassionate father to his companions and students. And he had many students who studied under him. Amongst them were his children, Habib Muhammad bin Zain bin Smith, his brother Habib Omar, 
also Habib Umar bin Abdurrahman al-Bar, and also Habib Ahmad bin Ali bin Hussein bin Umar al-Tas, and many others. May Allah be pleased with all of them. Habib Ahmad bin Zain was a scholar, a worshipper. He was scrupulous. He was an ascetic. He was pious. He had excellent character. And he, he was sincere and humble and content with the little that he had. He had immense determination to ascend to the highest ranks. And he would not turn his, he would not turn his attention to matters of the lower ranks. His affair was that he would turn away from his desires until he progressed on his path. He turned away from idle chatter and turned his heart away from the world. His worship was abundant. He strove hard, watching over his time, eager to structure his time and to fill it with acts of piety. There was not a moment except that he was occupied in good, either in prayer, recitation of the Quran, studying knowledge and memorizing it, or calling, peop- uh, calling to good and forbidding uh, the wrong, and calling people to Allah. He was extremely humble, a very easygoing personality, he was kind, and he had a good character with people that were close to him and those that were distant. He would acknowledge his shortcomings at all times while witnessing Allah's favours and blessings upon him. He was always grateful to Allah for everything that he'd received, and he realised the essence of the Prophet's words in Sayyidul Istighfar that I acknowledge that your favour is upon me and I acknowledge my sin. He was eager to emulate the way of his the way of his grandfather, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wa sallam. He was consistent with the invocation of Tawheed, la ilaha illallah, invoking it seventy thousand times. He was dedicated to the path of Allah, upon which he patiently endured many difficulties with the pleasure of Allah as his ultimate goal. His student, namely Al Habib Muhammad bin Zain bin Smith, said. We sat with him for many years, but I never heard him mention the world, nor inclined to its people. He used to look at its people with lack of admiration, and to the renouncers of the world and people of contentment with higher regard and veneration. Habib Ahmad bin Hamshi was distinguished, and, and unlike any other murid, in his absolute submission to his sheikh, Imam Abdullah bin Ali al-Haddad. He witnessed in his sheikh everything, and he took him as a proof in everything. He would say, what we believe and we are indebt- indebted to Allah for is that our Sheikh Imam Abdullah bin Alwi al-Haddad is the inheritor of the spiritual states of all the awliya the earlier ones and those who came later including the Siddiqin and the Muqarabin and the Aqtab I have witnessed this with my eyes physically and through unveiling and we have seen that other awliya have acknowledged it and believed in it too may Allah fulfill our hope in this with goodness, well-being, protection and a good outcome May Allah not take us to account for our bad manners with him and protect us from withdrawing from his sublime exemplary way. He would say, were I to go and visit the graves with my master Imam Abdullah bin Ali al-Haddad and were he to say to them, rise from your graves alive and if I witnessed it physically, that would not increase my certainty in him. This was because Habib Ahmad bin Zain al-Habshi saw at all times how Imam al-Haddad would revive the dead from their ignorance and heedlessness with the light of knowledge and wisdom. And what value does physical revival have over spiritual revival? He also quoted his Sheikh Imam Abdullah bin Ali al-Haddad as saying, We do not say anything other than what Imam Abu al-Hassan al-Shadili said, that whoever, whosoever finds a source of water sweeter than this one should accordingly quench his, quench his thirst there. For this reason, Habib Ahmad bin Zain al-Habshi remained at his sheikh's spiritual fountain and drank and drank and drank 
and as a result, he became the sheikh of the people and people flocked to him. Imam al-Haddad loved Habib Ahmad bin Zainal-Habshi and praised him often. He once wrote to him from Tarim to Warfa saying, The heart is delighted with your presence in this time, with your state of advancing to Allah, the exalted, with his obedience and calling his servants to him, teaching the beneficial knowledge and what runs in that course. Imam al-Haddad would describe Habib Ahmad bin Zain al-Hamshi in a manner that he would not apply to others in his writings, saying, The Sayyid, the role model, the Sheikh, the Habib, the most sublime, the most excellent, the most honoured, the most noble, the most majestic saint of Allah, the piercing store of the religion, the knower of Allah, the scholar, the most unique, the most, the most distinguished, pure, faqih and Sufi, the venerable, the diligent, the outstanding, the superior, the chief, the magnanimous, the reliable, the one who has attained the realities of the people of of the one who has attained the realities of the people of realization. And this is how Imam al Haddad would describe Habib Ahmad bin Zain al Habshi radiallahu anhu. Imam al Haddad radiallahu anhu he indicated that Habib Ahmad bin Zain al Habshi radiallahu anhu was upon the tenth maqam, maqam al Ashir in Wilayah. And in order to, to in order to understand what this maqam is, what this tenth station is, we need to refer back to the words of Habib Ahmad bin Zain Hamshi. Imam al-Haddad mentions the tenth station in his Qasida, Alhamdulillah al-Shaheed al-Hadir. And Habib Ahmad bin Zain al-Hamshi, he wrote a sharah, he wrote a commentary on this Qasida called Rad al-Nadir which translates as the flourishing garden. And in this commentary he says, the ranks of the Arifin who are distinguished with proximity to Allah are ranked in accordance to their proximity to the rank of prophethood. And it depends on the share of prophetic inheritance that they receive upon their inward, their outward, and their, perfe- and their perfection of Siddh. In that, this is divided into ten parts. The highest, sta- the highest station, which is the station of Khilafat al meaning the deputy of the Prophet Wurathat al-Mustafa, the prophetic inheritance. The couplet in Imam al-Hadan's Qasida that mentions the tenth rank is the men of Gnosis are distinguished with divine proximity and the people of the tenth station are distinguished with his intimacy. The tenth station of the people of, of proximity to Allah and intimacy with him amongst the Gnostics is the highest station in Wilaya and the foremost in spiritual states. The tenth station is the greatest station in the ranks of the Arifin. The first station is repentance, tawbah. The second station is patience, sabr. The third station is gratitude, shukr. The fourth station is fear, khawf. The fifth station is hope, raja. The sixth station is ascetism, zuhud. The seventh station is reliance, tawakkul. The eighth station is love, mahabba. The ninth station, ninth station is contentment or rida, and the tenth station is guidance, hidayah, which is absolute yakin, absolute certainty, and perfect witnessing. The one who is upon the tenth station amongst the Arifin is allowed to receive from the prophetic inheritance without being a prophet. Rather, he is the deputy of the Prophet, and he calls the people to Allah with witnessing, and he is the most distinguished of the Siddiqeen, the closer to the Prophet وسلم, and the highest in Marifa amongst all the Arifin. 
Habib Ahmad bin Zain al-Hamshi was deeply devoted to acquiring esoteric and exoteric knowledge. He said, after the age of 70, my only desire was knowledge. And he looked at about 100 books which were surrounding him and said, were all these books to be destroyed, I would reproduce them, I would reproduce them from my heart. He studied most of the highly regarded books of Imam Shafi, many commentaries, books of hadith, medicine, mathematics, engineering, the science of Sufism and its subtleties. He wrote many books, which indicates the vast extent of his knowledge. <clears throat> he is renowned for the book Nafahat al-Sirriya, which is a commentary on the Qasid Ainiya of Imam al-Hadad. All of the couplets in this poem, they end and rhyme in the letter Ain. His book, Al-Safinat al-Jami'at al-Qubra, is his exhaustive work consisting of over 20 volumes. He describes this book saying that this is the Ark of Sciences, benefits, table spreads. This is the Ark of Salvation from Difficulties, the Ark of Guidance, the Ark of Guidance to the Sciences of the Prophets and Saints. It contains nothing but selections from the book Ihya Ulum al-Din, the books of our Sheikh Imam al-Hadad, the Risala of Imam al-Qashari, the Awarif al-Ma'arif of Sheikh Shahabuddin al-Sahrudi, and all of the sciences of Hadith, Tafsir, Fiqh, Usul al-Din, Linguistics, Aqeedah, and so forth. The other books that he authored were the uh, aphorisms of Imam Jafar al-Sadiq, radiyallahu anhum. Uh, another book was uh, Shar al-Qasida al-Ba'iyya, Sabila Rushba al-Hidayah, the Shar of Qasida al-Nuniyya, uh, uh, Qasida al-Nuniyya, and uh, Al-Rawd al-Nadir, which are commentaries of the Qasada of Imam al-Hadad. Amongst his other works are Maqadis, uh, Al-Maqadsid, Al-Salihah, and Thuruq al-Asrar, and Al-Qawl al-Ra'iq, and Al-Maslak al-Sabi, and Fatul Hayy al-Qayyum, and Al-Isharat al-Sufiyah. He also has beautiful poetry which is very highly regarded as well. Like the Messenger of Allah وسلم, his speech was concise but comprehensive. His words were understood by the most learned and the common folk. Hearts were enraptured and aroused by his speech. When he revealed matters of realities, he was like an ocean of knowledge. His words guided the people and cleansed their hearts, lifting them to a higher state of spirituality. He had great concern over the places of worship. He built 17 mosques. And for that reason, Imam al-Hadad called him the father of mosques. Furthermore, he is involved in many religious activities, such as renewing the sacred sites and zawiyas. He invested large sums of money in these projects. An emulation of the Quranic verse from Surah Al-Imran, verse 92, By no means shall you attain to righteousness unless you give freely of that which you love. His knowledge and his acts of piety spread far and wide in benefiting the people. He ascended to the rank of Siddiqiyah, which was attested to by his Sheikh Imam al-Hadad, and he became extremely popular. He received many students and visitors, and this continued until he departed from this world on the 19th of Sha'ban, 1144 Hijri. And he was succeeded by his son, the very learned Sayyid Jafar bin Ahmad, followed by his sons who came after, who all remained dedicated to the way of the forefathers. Mela grant his benefit through them, and may we receive from the blessings of remembering and mentioning the Salihin. Ameen. Wa sallallahu ala habibihi sayyidina Muhammadin wa ahli sahbihi barakatuhu. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Alhamdulillah.